Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. Hello and welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ray, and joined by John, and today we've got strictly NFL news to talk about, and half of it's about the upcoming draft. So let's start there. Uh, the Seahawks we talked about recently signed Geno Smith, um, but... Pete Carroll had said that that wasn't necessarily telling of what they're going to do in the draft. And you said that he may have confirmed that a rookie QB is still an option for them in the draft. Yeah, he kind of further validated the point that after they um, signed Geno Smith that they're still uh, fully in on the train of being able to pick up a quarterback at the high spot. They're not going to be trading back. Um, So I think it's the wise move for sure. uh, Based off the fact that it's Geno Smith and then Drew Locke behind him. So they need to bring in some new life into that quarterback room. Geno Smith is obviously on the hook for, I think, three years. Uh, and then after that, that's probably when the rookie quarterback would be ready anyway, maybe a year earlier. But, you know, quarterbacks can hang around for a little bit. So I think drafting a guy would be smart. This quarterback draft is very – has a lot of guys in it. C.J. Stroud, uh, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, um, you know, the guys that have been talked about the most. So this is a very deep draft, but they're not going to fall to the later rounds. These guys are going to be drafted pretty quick. We um, we now know that the Panthers are also trying to get a quarterback, so they'll make that happen. And any other shakeup that happens as we get close to the draft, which is about a little over a month away. Uh, but I do believe that Seattle is still kind of in that running for quarterback. I think it's the t- time for him to do it because I don't think Drew Locke's the future in the next three years. I don't know. Uh, if he even tries to force his way out through free agency or next year, does he say he wants to move on? All that's an option that they're probably weighing right now. But, I mean, if you look at it, I mean, the 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 decision to trade Russell Wilson, which is a year ago now, um, has opened up a, pun- a bunch of possibilities for Seattle. Seattle invested a lot into linemen and, and a new running back to help Geno Smith out, really renovated the offense, made him really good, and that took him to the playoffs. Now they're looking at it as, okay, Geno Smith is there. And this is what I'm thinking is what they're thinking. Uh, Geno Smith is there. We got him for a few years. We're probably not going to sign him again. We're not probably going to play Drew Locke because they, haven't even, they gave him a chance to do the quarterback competition. That didn't uh, uh, manifest as anything for uh, Drew Locke. And Drew Locke is not going to be you know satisfied with sitting behind Geno Smith for the next three years and then also trying to fight through the rookie and try to see if he can even play ever. So they're thinking that's probably going to be moving on as well. So let's kind of talk about every single outlet, every single possibility. Now, as I talk about on this podcast a lot, uh, Seattle hardly ever sticks around in the top for, uh, round, first round. Usually trades back in the second, third rounds and then collects guys as they go. So they're getting talent that is passed up or not as good, right? But as we know from the draft, it's usually the people that are later in the rounds that are actually the better ones and the people at the top of the rounds usually sometimes struggle. If you're looking at quarterbacks, wide receivers, like it's not always perfect at the top. So I think, you know, this would be kind of... Um, not, not once in a lifetime, but a very rare happenstance where they stick around and actually draft them. And I think there's the possibility that they do it. Now, also, this could be Pete Carroll um, saying something and not actually following through with it. We've seen that a lot of times in the NFL where guys are saying, this guy's untouchable or we're doing this, and that's just a front, and then they actually do trade back for more draft choices because they're in a really good situation. I think they're in the fifth spot, so they're sitting right where they could be to get another quarterback, so it's a viable option, and I think it's one that they should definitely kind of follow down to see what, what, what can happen with it. 
but there's also the other side of it that could be that they are just playing games uh, and that they actually have no attention in drafting a quarterback. But it does add a little bit more mystery to it to the based off the fact that he also, after Geno Smith got signed, restated the fact that they are still interested in drafting a quarterback and that is still a thing. So obviously, like I said, draft night's coming around the corner. Free agency frenzy is sat, uh, Sunday. So we'll get a lot of guys being signed, guys kind of popping up, guys being released when the league year begins finally. Uh, I think it's Sunday. Oh, that's what I saw, but yeah, uh, guys, kind of the friendly gear is starting, so people will be kind of moving in the right direction for getting new guys, and when we'll get a little more clarity on what where teams are at and what they are thinking, actually, by with what they're putting their money into. Um, but I think it's going to be an interesting situation for Seattle, and I think it's going to be a fun time to be a Seattle fan right now, which seems like every year they are at least viable playoff contenders. Can they get high enough higher than that? I think they can. I think Geno Smith is a good quarterback. We'll see where his ceiling is at and where his future looks like in the NFL. Yeah, and before we go on to some more of the draft news, let's talk about Bobby Wagner maybe going to Seattle since we're already talking about Seattle right now. Yeah, he got released. Well, he's getting released by the Rams as soon as the league year becomes a um, a thing, right? It comes around. Uh, so that's that. He's not going to be a Los Angeles Ram. He's getting atten- He's getting attention from a lot of pe- different people because he's obviously still in good condition, still able to play. It's just the Rams are in the middle of a rebuild. They are literally getting rid of everyone: Jalen Ramsey, Bobby Wagner. Uh, they are going all out on getting rid of their star talent defensively. Even apparently Matthew Stafford is available to via trade, which they are denying, but GMs always deny, even though it's probably true. Um, so they're kind of in that situation, but I've heard the Chargers want by Widener. I've heard uh, the Cowboys want by Widener, and I've heard Seattle uh, has had multiple conversations with by Widener about a return, and those are positive and going in the right direction. If I had to guess, I wouldn't think that the Cowboys are actually that serious about getting um, Bywinder because they got Micah Parsons. Uh, they've got you know pieces defensively. Defense has not really been the problem. That's I mean you can get add a few extra pieces that never hurts. But at the same time, Jerry Jones doesn't love to spend money on uh, on people that he doesn't value. Uh, we saw that with Von Miller uh, being available and the Cowboys players wanting him, and Jerry Jones saying no, we're not going to do that. We're going to save our money, right? Uh, I foresee a similar situation happening if you're the if if you're by Wagner. I think there's not really that likely that Jerry Jones does that because they need wide receivers. They need like they need to add a few extra guys to go along with Ceedee Lamb. I think they lost Dalton Schultz. I think that's going to happen. I, that's what I've he- uh, heard. So they are kind of in the middle of a shakeup as well. So I don't think defenses were the looking. Chargers need by Wagner, right? They could definitely use a little bit of a revamp defensively. Uh, to help out during playoff games and actually start winning some football games and not blow a huge lead like they did to the Jaguars to let the Jaguars sneak into the uh, at the very end of the uh, regular season. So uh, they need help defensively. But Seattle has the one thing that none of the teams have. That's history with Bobby Wagner. Uh, obviously, he's been part of that franchise for a while before he got released and went to uh, the Rams. And now he's kind of circulating as a possibility of coming back. Uh, it's it's uh, something that I wouldn't put past Seattle doing. I think Seattle could use the veteran talent of Bobby Wagner. If they do it, I don't foresee it being longer than a year uh, because they are up and coming defensively. I think they have a good defense over time. These players will kind of come into their own. But at the same time, they could use veteran talent, someone that's been in the, uh, this defense. Now it's obviously a different defense corner, but like has been a part of the Seattle team and has been in the locker room, has been there. He can be the voice to kind of help them get these young guys going and, and give them some mentorship. So if you sign them, you're really signing two pieces. You're signing a coach and a player because he knows how to do both. He knows how to help guys and, 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 and work through things and 
uh, he knows Pete Carroll. So all of that is something that I think kind of points to the fact that it could happen. Obviously, like I said, we'll know more in the coming days when the free agency picks up and starts going and when the league year begins and when he's officially cut. So uh, I think it's it's very likely he gets signed. I don't think the Cowboys are one of the teams that's going to do. I think the Chargers are going to make a good push for him. But I think, and I would prefer uh, him to land himself in, in, uh, in Seattle and play for that team. Uh, I think it's also strategically uh, in his career probably a better option than the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers did not play well last season, whether that was through injury or whether that was just poor gameplay. It was just uh, throughout the entire season we saw that injury and then just bad game and then injury and then bad game. So, I, I mean, Justin Herbert's a great quarterback. Mike Williams and um, Allen, uh, Allen are good wide receivers, right? Eckler is a good running back, and they've got a couple of good defensive pieces, but they're not all coming together in a good chemistry quite yet. So I think that kind of turns Bobby Wagner off as well. Seattle is out of the list of things that I've seen. I'm probably more interested. But other teams I've seen, I think Seattle is the most viable option for him. Um, so, you know, I know that um, Seattle players are trying to recruit him to Seattle and making cases for that, um, trying to be a recruiter. <laughs> it's kind of funny to see players use social media to get player another player onto their football squad. But who knows what will happen. But, you know, if I had to guess as of now, I would say it's probably Seattle gets him for another year to kind of help them. And it's a strategic, um, strategic move and a strategic ad. All right, let's circle back to the draft and the Bears trading their f- the number one overall pick. Yes, to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, so we know now Carolina is obviously interested in a quarterback. Which quarterback is that? I have no clue. Could be Bryce Young. There's a lot of question marks about about uh, Bryce Young that people are talking about, about his height being the exact same height as Kyler Murray is. Um, so there's some question marks there. Um now, how long will those question marks remain? He's been playing really well, lights out football. There's also C.J. Stroud up there, and then there's Anthony Richardson. I've heard that Anthony Richardson could be anywhere from the number one overall pick to being able to be dropped to, like, the eighth or ninth overall pick, right? So he has a pretty big window of being selected. But I think any of those three guys are available uh, for this Carolina Panthers t- uh, team to go up and grab. Now, I'm not going to guess it here and guess there's guys that spend hours on, you know, putting draft boards together and understands this better than I ever could, but... What I want to talk about is what Carolina gave up to get him. Their number nine, uh, number nine overall pick, uh, their number sixty-first overall pick, uh, not overall pick, uh, the sixty-first overall pick, a first-round pick in twenty twenty-four, a second-round pick in twenty twenty-five, and then DJ Moore. So they've gave up a ton of their future, and not only in this draft but in the next two drafts to get the number one overall draft. So there's two things here. One thing that I think is always fascinating is how much the first overall pick is valued. I mean, they are willing to give up one, two, three, four, four over four picks, not maybe the, in the first round, but four, four picks, two in the first round, uh, one in the first round, and then uh, one in the second round. So they gave up so much draft capital to go up to get this pick um, from the ninth spot, right? So now they're kind of sitting up there, and they value that number one spot enough to do this. But as we talked about on a podcast the last few ones, Getting the number one pick and drafting a quarterback doesn't always work out that great. The Bears, you know, could have sat up there and could have traded Justin Fields and could have drafted another quarterback, decided not to very wisely and kept Justin Fields and turned around and got himself a nice weapon in DJ Moore, who we saw in Carolina can have a lot of success, can carry a team, can do well, and can have a lot of success. And if you get a ball on target, he will make that flashy play for you. 
So I think him and Claypool are going to be a really good one-two punch uh, in, in the spare offense. Um, so I think that's they've got that kind of moving in the right direction. They get the ninth overall pick, which means they can use that on a defensive player, which I really would like them to do to renovate the defense that they have blown apart in the last few seasons. They finally have draft capital to do so, and I hope the rest of their picks are not used on running backs. Maybe one's used on a wide receiver. Maybe that's where the ninth pick goes to add an extra guy. But it's not necessary. Maybe they can do that later down the line. But they need to renovate the defense so badly. I mean, that's really where everything that's where everything needs to start. And if they're smart, I would I, th- I would think they would reach out to Bobby Wagner, right? Maybe he wouldn't come, but at least entertain the option of him coming uh, to the Bears to help them try to figure out and try to fix the big gaps that they've destroyed. I mean, I, anyone knows what this Bear team has done over the last seasons of just purging everybody. They're in the middle of a defensive rebuild to the max. Now, I think, and if I was the GM and I was sitting in that chair, I would personally be like, okay, we got the ninth pick. Okay, maybe we can use that as a wide receiver. Let's look at all those options. But let's way more look at the the linebackers, the the cornerbacks, the <laughs> the defense alignment that we can come up with and draft and pull together because we're not that far down that draft order in the first round. We're still in the top 10 picks, which means there's going to be plenty for the taking. All we got to do is to make this strategic here. And getting DJ Moore also doesn't tie their hands behind their back as much as far as the ninth pick because they have flexibility that they could go wide receiver, but they don't have to now. They have a number one guy that can also help. Uh, kind of move things in the right direction for him. Now, Carolina, everyone's talking about how this is a great option for him. They can get their franchise guy. But now you don't have Christian McCaffrey. He's gone to San Francisco. So who's your running back? Uh, you don't have DJ Moore. So who's your best wide receiver anymore? Robbie Anderson is gone now. So, you know, who's sitting in that role? And then defensively, you got a few guys, a couple of rookies in the cornerback position that have kind of made some flashy plays, but you gave rid of your future. You gave rid of your 2020, uh, 2024 first round pick and your 2025 second round pick, plus a bunch of picks in this first, in this round or in the, uh, in this, um, this draft. So, you know, now you're going to have to figure this out. Yeah. You go for a quarterback, but what happens if that doesn't work out for you? What happens if the quarterback you draft, everyone's super high on doesn't have success. And, you know, now you're in a situation where you've got a brand new coach who's trying to establish uh, who he is and what he's working like, wh- where he what he's working on, getting his everything in order, and you're trying to field a competitive team, but the competitive team starts with the quarterback but doesn't finish with a quarterback. That's what the Bears did well is they got rid of, you know, that pick, got a ton in return, but Carolina jumped up to get the pick, and there's no guarantee that that pick will turn into something that they need. So personally, I think the Bears did a fantastic job of being able to pull together all of that. I think DJ Moore is going to have a lot of success in the Bears offense. I think Claypool, given time, is also going to have a lot of success because I think he's a good wide receiver. Just needs more targets, more opportunities. And plus, I mean, if the Bears really wanted to, I mean, yeah, they've got Justin Fields back there that can outrun anybody. We saw that last season. But, you know, we can give him a little protection back there, a little time, which will then allow these wide receivers to play. So they've got so many options at this point. Guys that could go with opportunities, different things that they have. Whatever they want to do, they have it open. Um, so they can do whatever they want, and that's a really good option to be in. Um, but I, that's that's the second point. But to circle back on the first point, I just think it's hilarious that teams value that first pick so much. I mean, you can play and you can, you know, fight. But then at the very end, you know, the Bears and the Texans were, you know, battling it out. Who's going to get that first round pick? 
the Bears lost and the uh, the Texans won and the Bears are like, yes, let's go. Now we have the most valuable asset in the draft period. It's the first pick. People still value it, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense based off this uh, the, how the league has gone to statistics for a lot of their uh, rule changes and a lot of their analysis on different teams and, and showing what works well, work, what works well there and blah, blah, blah. But teams still, for some reason, aren't looking at the statistics that show that drafting a quarterback in the early rounds doesn't work out so well. I mean, you can look at the quarterbacks that were drafted the first round with the first overall pick or uh, thereabout, and then you can look at the people that were not drafted even close, Brock Purdy, Tom Brady, and you look at them and they say to yourselves, maybe there's more than this that meets the eye, and maybe we need to be a little bit more careful in, in what we do. But nonetheless, the Bears are now in the ninth spot. The Carolina Panthers are in the first spot. Uh Tons of speculation on who that guy is going to be. Um, but I prefer the uh, Carolina not pick Anthony Richardson. And then he slide down to Seattle. Seattle picks him up. And then the Seattle has the best, the best, most athletic athletic quarterback coming out of the combine with Anthony Richardson, which makes it a little hard for him to fall. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of the biggest news of the draft coming out is when the Bears finally made the long away to trade, to trade back and get all they could get. All right, let's wrap this up with putting the Tom Brady rumors to rest. Tua was signed. Talk about that. Yeah, they picked up his fifth-year option. Um, everyone was talking about Tom Brady news as this would happen if you know if he was not healthy enough to play. Tom Brady is no way in the world going to go to come out of retirement, right? Do that again. Shake up the whole NFL to play backup for any amount of time. That is not what he's going to do. Um, now if two wasn't signed and the fifth year option wasn't in play, like it was in play, but they didn't use it. Then you could see Tom Brady coming back, but there's no way Tom Brady comes out of retirement and does all that. And, you know, goes to the new team, signs the contract, negotiates, does all of that just to play behind two attack of a low and no longer how long he plays. If he plays for a week, that is too long because Tom Brady, what is, what is coming out of retirement do for you? that like there's nothing there's no there's no the pros and cons the cons far away the pros of making this move because the cons are you have to go to a team you got to go to miami you got to move to miami you got to be in miami you got to play you got to go to practice every day you got to go in the heat again you got to learn the coaches but didn't he even tweet saying that he's not he wasn't even considering it so tom brady doesn't mean half the stuff that he says so 90 percent of the stuff that comes out of his mouth he said is a lie so his comment about have you ever had a cat uh, is not is not accurate. I think it was in play. I think he was just kind of trying to save face somehow and try to you know keep something from going on. But now I think it's officially closed because I don't think there's a way that they can, no matter how hard they try, pry Tom Brady out of retirement. Uh, I think that's kind of put to bed now at this point because they've done that. But still, to, uh, this Dolphin team is going to have to figure out who that backup's going to be. Uh, they're going to have to try to um, develop Skylar Thompson way quicker. They're going to have to get some veteran talent because right now, if Tua doesn't is not able to keep playing because of concussions or something of that measure, they don't really have a backup that can keep this team competitive. So I think that's going to have to be an option they look at pretty soon. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of the MES Sports Podcast. We'll be back next week with more news as the league year is starting up very soon and the draft coming around the corner. See you. All right. See you, God bless.